And welcome back to A Pagan Heart in Maine. It's been a year since Episode 1 of A Pagan Heart had made its way onto the Podioverse. And today's show format is going to be a little different, as this is going to be my first official Metacast, or State of the Podcast address. Not counting Episode 9, When I Was Under the Weather. So on today's show, I'm going to be talking about the past year of shows, changes, and where I think A Pagan Heart in Maine is heading. Also, I'm going to be announcing a contest. So to start us out today, here's Spiral Dance with The Door. It was a little over a year ago that I put together the notes for episode one. I tell people that the reason I made this podcast is because I like to hear myself speak, and that maybe others would like to hear myself speak as well. Yet there are other reasons, and I find more reasons every time I put out a show. I have to say I had absolutely no idea what I was doing or what the show would become. I mean, I had hoped 
that people would enjoy the stories from my life and the music I could share and maybe meet people in our community and share some interviews. And I wanted to make a show that would allow people to get away from the everyday turmoil that our world goes through each and every day. But I had no idea where a pagan heart in Maine would be a year later. I look at the download numbers, and a pagan heart is averaging 50 to 70 downloads a day. And that's just incredible to me. And this season is the quiet time of the year, and a time for contemplation and reflection. So when we get back, I want to reflect a little bit on this past year.
That was Laura Powers with Get Inside. When I first put my website online, it had a twofold purpose. The first was to give a homepage for the podcast, and the second was to put together a directory for local pagan friendly businesses. Over the year, I found that the business pages weren't being visited, and that there were a lot better ones out there like Witchfox. Over the past few months, I've been redesigning the website and updating the pages more frequently. I took away the business pages, but there are several businesses listed on my main page, and these are people and organizations that I believe in. Some of the things I'm going to be adding back into the podcast is when I first started, I started a segment on Magic 101 and Spirituality 101. I'm going to be adding those segments back in the podcast, but I'm also going to be archiving the segments on a separate page as well. One of the things I realized is that since I wasn't doing a segment every episode, or when my episodes were spaced out more than a few weeks, that anyone who wanted to listen to the earlier segments would have to search through all the shows to find them. So over the next few months, you'll see a couple links for those segments on the main page, and they'll be able to be downloaded as separate mp3 files. Also, I'm going to get my Skype wired into the mixing board as well, so that I'll be able to do phone interviews and anyone who just wants to call in and say hi. When I first started, I was doing a show every two weeks, and then when the summer hit, I went down to every four or five weeks, and I'm going to try and get back to doing a show every two weeks over the winter. Now, one of the greatest joys I've had this past year has been meeting and interviewing some really wonderful people in our pagan community. And most of those interviews came about because of the owner of Incantations in Plymouth, Massachusetts. You see, our family likes to go on weekend vacations around New England. And about every three months or so, we just hop in the car and drive. And what we'll do is we'll get on the old internet and look up all the little shops and bookstores along the way that we want to visit. Incantations was one of those. It's a delightful little shop right on Court Street in North Plymouth, Massachusetts. The first time we visited, I mentioned that I was starting a podcast, and Gene, the owner, and I talked about networking and fellowship. The first person he put me in contact with was Kellyanna, and she gave me permission to play her music, which is what you hear on my early podcasts. I mentioned that maybe I should bring my equipment down some weekend and do a podcast from his store. He agreed and mentioned that he could get a few people for me to interview. And that's how most of the interviews you've heard this past year came about. So if you're in the Plymouth, Massachusetts area, make sure you go and visit Gene over at Incandations. You won't be sorry. Night and Eve to 
a shield and surround a columnade on Mother Crone, the sacred three, to shield and surround this heart, this house, this house, this home, and all herein, all blessed be, and all herein, all blessed be. That was Lisa Thiel with Hearth Blessings. And I want to give a shout out to all my podkin out there Mojo and Sparrow, You Cats Rock as always, and The Wiggly and Way is the flagship of the fleet when it comes to the pagan podcasting universe. Darkly Fay over at the Dark Side of Fay, always a great show. Tommy Elf from The Edge of Circle. Aiden Odinson from The Secrets in Plain Sight. Fortuna and Fluffy over at The Fluffy Show. I mean, Catnip Brew. Oceana with Get Witchified. Talia over at Geek Witch. J.O. Scully at Witchery of One. My friends Fox and Arrowwind over at Pagan Parents on the Edge. Tegan with Moonshine. The Cats over at The Magical Earth. Mid-Michigan Pagan Podcast. Pagan Centered Podcast. Godbox Cafe. 
Brooke the iPod Witch, the cats over at Druidcast, the Crooked Path, the guys over at Spirit Finders Radio, the Unnamed Path, Ravencast, and Hawthorne over at Spiral Dance, and also my good friends over at Pagan FM, Dee and Heather in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. I had a great time visiting their show this year, and I had a chance to invite them up to my home a few weeks ago for a quick interview, and here it is. And welcome back. In the studio today, I have a couple special guests. I have Deidre and Heather from Pagan FM, and welcome. And thanks, Grable. (laughs) So, tell me a little bit about your show. A friend of mine was hosting a program at Portsmouth Community Radio a few years back called Eros Radio, which dealt with erotica and sexuality and things like that. And he found out that I was transgendered, so he decided to invite me onto his program one night. A short while after that, he got a promotion at the station, and I asked what was going to happen to his show, and he said, well, it's done unless you take it. And I think we discovered that just because you're transgender does not mean that erotica is your favorite subject. (laughs) um, We did some cool things. We covered things like the Boston Burlesque Exposition and things like that, Um, Boston Baby Dolls, um, the Sex Workers Art Show, and some other programs, but that just, it wasn't really captivating my interest. And I guess I was in recovery and trying to find my spirituality, and I decided that maybe if a program that I was doing reflected my own spirituality, it'd keep me a little bit more motivated to do it every single week from midnight till 2 a.m. So I just started changing the theme from alternative lifestyles to alternative religion, and I was doing some searching on GoDaddy and found out that for I don't know why I looked, but I found out that the domain name PaganFM.com was available. And I figured that would make a really cool name for a radio show. Mm -hmm. And it was already heading towards a pagan theme. And we just, with the blessings of the station management, changed the name, changed the format. And that's Pagan FM. Did the uh, station manager have any questions about that when you... Um, pretty much everyone at the station knows that I'm weird anyways. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, it really wasn't a surprise. And having a midnight till 2 a.m. slot, I can do pretty much whatever I want. So, yeah, it's safe harbor, so we don't really have to worry about, you know, particular words being there or not. But I still, I don't, I don't want the show at all to become, you know, like raunchy or anything like that. Right. I'm not, you know, right. a huge fan of... of the F word or anything like that. So, now, although occasionally. But. Now, I was going to say, uh, on, on public radio, they do uh, after a certain time at night, you are allowed to use that type of language? Or? Actually, on pretty much any radio station, there's something called Safe Harbor, and that's between 10 p.m. and 6 a.m. And the FCC rules are that you can't use language that panders to the prurient interests. Oh. But the bad words, NPR actually got away with one because George Bush used it. And yeah. you can't really sue the station for airing what your president says. Right, right. So, And so you ended up with a radio show. Well, I wound up having the radio show, and uh, that was going pretty well. And 
At one point, um, the general manager of the station asked if it would be possible to produce the show in a way that it could be archived because there were some people calling the station saying, oh, we'd really like to listen to that show, but it's from midnight till 2. Right, right. I, I mean, even when uh, I found your show, it was like 12 midnight on a Saturday. That's usually like four hours past my bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> so it was it was hard sometimes. It's And sometimes it's, it's kind of hard to motivate yourself to get to the station and to do it. And you really have to plan ahead for a live show, too. The, the thing about doing a show that can be archived, and you run into this with your podcast, is that you have to use music that you have permission from the artist to right. use. Right. So I think that was the harder part. Well... When, once we decided to archive it, I, you know, I was listening to your show, I was listening to Dio's Shadow, I was mm-hmm. listening to um, Emerald Deepwater's show, and mm-hmm. a whole bunch of others, and I thought, gee, it would be really cool to actually podcast a show, and um, so I decided on archiving it in that format. I still, I don't know of any other live pagan radio show in the country. There might be one or two. But I haven't actually found any, but it's just pretty neat to kind of um, bridge the gap. Right. I know there's a few on uh, Blog Talk Radio, which is live streaming. Right. But as far as actual radio programs, I don't know of any other. There was, I think it was like in Ohio years ago, called The Witching Hour. And I think there might be one other on the West Coast, but I've only saw references to it and haven't actually heard the program yet. Now, you've been a pagan for how long now? I would say that my start was probably back when I was in the Air Force in about 1982. And I really didn't know what paganism was, but last week's show I actually read a poem called The Witch, and it was just something that kind of, I don't know, it just turned up in my notebook. And that kind of was the start of my interest in it. So yeah, pretty much, and then it was on and off from there reading things you know like Starhawk and a few others and you know I I spent time kind of vacillating between pagan and Christian partly trying to save a marriage with someone who was very very Christian at times and Mm. um, I spent I was a Christian music minister for something like 25 years but in my heart and beneath everything was always this idea that deity isn't who is being you know isn't isn't exactly what's being proclaimed when i'm sitting there in a church somewhere and i've always always been much closer to nature than i have the old buildings and stuff and i think i guess that's how, partly how it expressed itself but the, when i started taking it seriously and investigating what wicca or witchcraft or paganism or anything like that was the the actual start was probably with that one poem back in about 1982 so now you also have a new co-host yes i do and that would be heather that's right that's heather (laughs) hi hi and how are you doing i'm doing well thank you very much the food was great today by the way (laughs) And how did you get mixed up in all of this? How did I manage this? Let's see. Um, I had relocated to New Hampshire probably about a year and a half ago, and I was looking for my peeps. And Mm -hmm. I thought I was in need of a coming out party again because I had been 
dislocated to Middle Earth. I was in Tennessee for a year. Uh, it didn't work well. Did we, not we, sell well with we me. We would we would never guess that with the accent. No, I'm I'm originally from Massachusetts. <laughs> that's why I have this horrible. We don't say ah in, in our vocabulary. But this is you know I grew up. I'm from New England, a native of New England in Massachusetts, and uh, I wasn't. I, I don't know. I I was kind of like. Where can I go? Who can I meet? And it took me so long. It's, uh, I don't know, typical New England is cover it up, keep it to yourself. We're not letting anything out. So I had to do a lot of footwork to find my way out and to circulate. And I found Myths and Maidens. Uh, I don't recall how I managed to find them. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was a lot of hunting going on for that to find a store to, you know, get my... Yeah, and that's a good little shop. Get my items that I need for uh, that sort of work. I just was like, you know, the magic of one link leads to another link, and I had no idea I was going to end up on the radio with Dee, to be honest with you. Um, there was She had posted something. I was reading a comment about gay marriage, uh, an article you had written about um, someone who was against gay marriage. Oh, yeah. And I had read through that, and then after that, I think you had mentioned on another page that you the station was looking for help so I was like oh hey I'm gonna go you know it's just mm-hmm. one of those things I'm gonna go do this and the first uh, chat we had on the phone I was like oh great we really hit it off you know I like Dan right away and um, she says we'll come down to the station on Saturday and uh, I got there and it's like I'm like I have no skills I don't I don't I, you know I have no electronic I, I just learned how to use an iPod the other day at work one of the guys showed me so I'm a little deficient in that area so I'm trying to explain you know I really don't know what I'm going to do maybe just a little banter and first night she's like you going to stay I said oh yeah okay why not and poof voila here we are did you find I mentioned this on my last podcast too that it can be delightfully terrifying being on live radio. I listened to that I, at work, actually. I'm probably going to... No, I won't get in trouble, but I did. I And um, I don't know if that's something that I experienced. The first couple of shows, I didn't say much because we had not figured out how I was going to work into her format, you know, how we were going to bring me into, into the meld with all of this. So I can gab with the best... For quite a while, so that part of it, I you know. So you you, di- you didn't have any trouble no. when you first started. No, if this was television, I'd have a problem. Having that camera looking yeah, right at you, and, and it's probably hot too. And I I don't work well under lights. I like it on the dark side. So, but no, it's just like this is me, and you're listening to me, and here we are. This is D. We're here with you. This is it's great because it's sort of anonymous. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, nobody knows what we look like yet, right, D? Because we haven't posted our pictures on. I didn't tell you about the webcam. Oh no, <laughs> we can't be having a web- webcam as it is. I'm behaving myself on on the show, so <laughs> I'm not quite Howard Stern, but uh, I could sit next to him for a couple hours without, you know, missing a beat. So, <laughs> so take me through an average show prep night actually show prep probably starts on like tuesday yeah i, I give myself yeah i'd say probably on tuesday say monday yeah usually you're yeah, ready mo- to well i'm start again i'm kind of thinking about what i might want to talk about what's going on 
the rough days are usually Friday and Saturday. That's when I'm busy just trying to write anything, um, getting the, the Pagan Almanac together, getting things up on the website, trying to get all the links for, for each show going, and picking out what music I might want to play. And then when I get to the station, finding out that's not what I want to play at all. Actually, the toughest decision is what's going to be the first piece of music. Because on the radio station, when you get there, there's somebody else using the studio. Right. And so mm, just... Rich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, right, right, right before our show... What does he call his show? Space is the Place. Space is the Place. Yeah. So he'll finish up his show. I'll have my first piece of music selected put that in the deck he ends his show starts our cd then everybody moves out everybody else moves in and then it's just a matter of making sure that i've got everything that i wrote for each segment together also on saturdays julia does her mystic moment segment and sometimes i'll be editing that a bit um, today she actually did the music for it so that's she great did. thank you julia congratulations <laughs> um, julia so also i've got to do i've, I've got to burn the cd for those for those things and then it's just you know the two hours doing the show just you know trying to time things making sure you get all your station ids and making sure you do all of the underwriting for the people who sponsor the station and making sure that i turn on the recorder before i start the show mm, because if i don't <laughs> then i don't have the podcast and every now and then something changes in the station a couple weeks ago i actually had one when I when I recorded the show, someone had changed the settings on all the CD decks, and they were way louder, and it overdrove my recorder. So I actually, when we got done, the voices were okay, but the music was like all overmodulating. So got that show up on the podcast. Then I went through and re-edited the whole thing and reinserted the pieces of music. That's why you sent out an extra show. That's what. Yeah, That's right. yeah. And if anyone hears the two, there's a huge difference. But now, like. With, with my podcast, it's nice because if I miss a week, it's it, it, it's it's almost a. Um, I try to get out a show every two weeks, and sometimes that works out to like once a month or once every five weeks, and it's not really. It's something where I don't have to be there every single week. Do you find it hard sometimes to come up with topics or things to say from week to week? Sometimes it's a little hard. Um, I would say so. But I've got, yeah, I've got like a ton of interest. And also being transgendered, if there's something, I, I can usually find something in at least one of the communities that I'm involved in um, to talk about. And as my life is more integrated, there's not that many divisions. And if something's affecting me, then it's affecting me spiritually and politically and everything else all at the same time. And that gives you something to talk yeah. about. Um, other times things just just happened like um the interview with robert tyndall mm, very good interview and um and it's like okay well i really don't need a pagan primer segment when that discussion was going on mm -hmm. so I, I i definitely appreciated him and i appreciated that book a lot that's a great book it's the the jaguar that roams the mind right and it's it's about shamanism yeah he spent it was about a two-year journey, and he and his wife, Susana, spent some time in Brazil and Peru. And in Peru, they were working with a man named Juan Flores, and 
she was down there studying music as it's involved in their healing practices and I guess he was just on his own spiritual journey. It's yeah, it's an amazing, amazing tale. So what what do you see in the future for Pagan FM? What I see in I've I've got a dream. Cool. <laughs> Go. Actually one of one of my dreams is to just you know, maybe maybe sometime in the future. I'm I'm not talking, you know, like next year or whatever. But what I'd really like to see happening is just spending some time traveling with a portable studio, a laptop, doing some remotes from other places, uh, doing some more things live in various locations. I think that would be a lot of fun. So now you have a radio show, and what made you think about getting into the podcasting side of it? Well, I was I was actually doing some surfing one day, and I found the um, the Pagan Radio Network, and I also found yeah, I think I found that on iTunes on under their radio stations, and then I heard this character named Dio, yeah. and um, he had a program called Dio Shadow, and I just really became entranced with that show, and I just loved the way they do things, and. I just thought, wow, it'd be great to put out a show that's something like that. And then I started finding out that there's this whole group of pagan podcasts. And there's more being added every day. There I are. Just, I just uh, added two more to my list that are out there. Uh, one that you mentioned. Yeah, that was uh, J.O. Scully's A Witchery of One. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I think that was that was the big thing. It's just finding uh, the Pagan Radio Network and finding Dio Shadow and finding that there is this whole, even if it's not live on the air, this whole um, genre of pagan broadcasting of some sort or other, and I thought it'd be great to be part of it. Well, I'm glad you're out here. One thing that I've noticed, and I've mentioned this before, it's really neat hearing other people's voices, hearing other people's opinions, not just them talking, but just, you know, learning from other people. I listen to about 26 other different pagan podcasts right now, including yours. And I just think it's interesting because, you know, nobody's competing with anybody else. Everyone is coming from a different point of view and sharing their life journey on the air with other people. And it's really neat to see people finding their voice. And uh, I love I love it when new podcasts come out, and I get I get to check them out and everything. Yeah, I think the other thing that I that I really like about it, you know, there there is this whole thing about um, being non competitive. It's like we're not looking to see, you know, who's best or anything like that. We're learning from each other. We're help, helping each other out. Mojo and Sparrow just sent us a station ID. No, they're so, they're great, yeah. great people. So it's just just this whole thing about kind of helping each other out. Nobody condemning each other for oh well, we we don't have a lot of pagan fundamentalists out there saying okay, well you're completely wrong here and therefore you're going to hell. Right, um, right. We don't have advertisements every twelve minutes asking for money. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our, our station did have a fundraiser supporting the station, but. That's that's something that's just a little bit different, and that only happens once a year. So I, I just I really enjoy that. Just that we're we're out there because I think most of us just want to give something back. We found something, and we want to explain what it means to us, why it helps us be better people, and building community. Oh, you're looking at me again. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's because we ran out of words to oh, say, so it's your, words. Turn. Oh, it's your turn. <laughs> well, the, uh, 
bit about the uh, non-competitiveness and getting your voice out, I think that all just circles back and relates to the whole pagan theme and the pagan belief system Mm -hmm. right there. I am here as you are here, and, you know, we are all together. Wasn't that the walrus thing right there? The walrus song. So there you go. There it is in essence right there, in basic essence. We're here to share our voice, share our spirit, and... I think it's kind of interesting, though, if you listen to the other shows on Portsmouth Community Radio, there's nobody competing. No. And and that's the way the the whole... the jazz guys, though, they're all kind of... No, they don't. They don't... No, they don't compete. They're they're just doing their shows, and we're actually going to be on the station having a conservative program, too. So I'm kind of interested in seeing what that's going to be like. I guess that's a difference between commercial radio and community radio. Pardon me for putting it this way: the so-called non-profit Christian stations. Mm. That um, some of those some of those programs are great. I really loved. Oh, what's his name? R.J. Sproul. I mean, he had there 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 were a couple you know back in my Christian days programs that I really 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 enjoyed, and they didn't spend all their time asking for money, and they had a lot of thought behind them, and. Just just expressing their spirituality, their point of view, I think that's great. And that really doesn't matter what religion somebody is if they're doing that. But when they when you start going beyond that and being condemning and you know, just, just looking to make your show, your ministry, your whatever it is, be the biggest, be the best, and raking in all sorts of money, it's, then I then I think you've lost you've lost something and that's I guess that's what I don't want to happen to my show, and I guess that's why I like community radio. Maybe that's the whole thing with podcasting too. I don't. I don't know any rich podcasters yet. No, no, no. Most podcasters don't get in for the money. They just get in it because they like to talk. Yeah. So. So I believe when uh, you visited our show prior to you going on the air with us, I was asking you the same question you asked Dee. When did you first realize that your belief system was of the pagan persuasion and that you actually started? Because I recall my very first uh, inclinations, and what were yours? How did you come to this place? Well, I believe I was a pagan ever since I was a kid. Right. You know, I, I was, I was uh, oh goodness, I guess I just felt closer to God out in the woods than I did in any building. When I became a teenager, I did I did the quote right thing unquote and got involved in the Christian community and got involved with the Baptists and it was one of those things that I did it because I felt like it was an acceptable way of expressing my spirituality. Acceptable yourself to others to the community you were living in yeah all of that all really of that? Wonderful. all of that and actually got uh went to a christian college and got involved in ministry worked in lay ministry as a uh, baptist minister and uh then actually probably it's been about oh a good 10 years ago now i want to say that uh i finally said this isn't my path and return back to my path I was originally on, which was paganism. So that's kind of where where I come from. And interestingly enough, do you are also involved in the ministry of oh, yeah. 
I was in music ministry when I was in the Air Force. I was on the Chapel Council. I remember one of my favorite requisitions getting turned down. I had put in a requisition on our base for... Uh, an indoor Olympic-sized heated baptismal font. <laughs> <laughs> that was, it was worth a shot. It, it was. was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Wow. Well, I want to thank you both for uh, coming in today and visiting, and thank you for letting me visit your show. The website again? www.paganfm.com And you can also hear the show live on Saturday night, Sunday mornings from 12 midnight to 2 a.m. on WSCA. WSCA LP 106.1 if you're in the Seacoast, New Hampshire area. And it's also streaming on WSCAFM.org. And actually all the programming from the station is there. Well, thank you both for coming in today. Thanks for having us and thanks for lunch. Yeah, (laughs) You're welcome. Now, there are several other podcasts out there that are missing in action, and that happens. Each of us has a life outside of this computer, and that takes precedence over anything else. This year, we've had to say goodbye to Dio Shadow and to Lance and Grail, and I wish them all good fortune on their continuing paths. Then there are the others, Orion, Therese, Eric, Lady Serenity, Lady Saren, Blythe Wolf. You cats are still on my podcatcher, and we miss you. And we'll keep waiting. Acceptance in myself
And that was Jenna Green with Acceptance. I want to say thank you to all of the musical artists who have allowed me to share their music over the past year. There are so many gifted people out there, and I feel fortunate to have them on my show. People like Jenna Green, who is also working on a new album, and I can't wait for that to come out. Lisa Thiel, Kaliana, who was the first musician to give me permission to play her music. Lorelai, S.J. Tucker, Wendy Rule, Harpist Jerry Marchand, Elaine Silver, Shelley Morningsong, Laura Powers, Andy Bako, and groups like Blackmore's Night, Celtic Legend, Spiral Dance, Revel Moon, Chalice and Blade, Gaia Consort, 
Arthur Hines from Emerald Rose, and the background music for A Pagan Heart from Deep Skydivers. And I just want to say thank you. This show would not be the show it is without you all, and I want to encourage all of my listeners, visit their websites, let them know how you feel about their music, and buy their music. And you can follow the link at the top of my website under Musical Guests. The most important people I want to mention today is you all, the listeners. From the bottom of my heart, thank you. And all of you over at MySpace and Pagan Space. I may not write a lot, but I want to thank you for the comments and messages and letting me know that you enjoy a Pagan Heart in Maine. And I have a contest for you all. Several episodes ago, Mojo and Sparrow over at the Wiggly and Way had their first contest and gave away Arthur Hines' new CD, Poetry of Wonder. And if you missed out on that contest, here's your second chance. From now until my next show, everyone who emails me will be part of a drawing for Arthur's CD, Poetry of Wonder. Let me know what you think. Is there anything you'd like to hear on the show? Or what's your favorite part of the podcast? Or you can just say hi. Everyone who writes over the next couple of weeks will be entered, and I will announce a winner on my next show. And you can write to me at greywolf at paganheartinmaine.com. And I'm going to call this episode 21, and as always, all music on a pagan heart is used with permission of the artists. I will be putting out one more show for 2008, and an interview with Michelle Skye, author of Goddess Afoot, and got us alive. And to end out this episode, here is Arthur Hines with Castaway. Once again, thank you all for this past year, and bright blessings. Surrounded by 
by her glory see Her rounded hips lay full and green The voice up here and in between Cried that she holds sway Oh, she holds sway Of ancient you by wisdom's thumb against my tomb, so bound by your restraining truth, I cast myself away. I cast myself away, cast away into a rising tide, a greeting. Hearts open wide A feeler singing Light the dim with Pagan grace and nature's hymn Stand in the wind Let your spirit rise up Cast away Cast away. Stay in the wind, let your spirit rise up. Cast away. 